This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. fellow Fox fans and fellow England fans. Oh, dare I ask how we are? <laughs> well, I tell you what, it was nearly coming home, but I think it was uh, the Euros was run by Amazon because we must have been out and they left it next door. So we didn't get it quite. Um, oh, it's going to be an interesting show, this. That's all I can say. What, what I want to start with is 
as a not just as a country, not just as a continent, as a, a world this year, we have been through the past 18 months some horrendous shit. Millions have died, millions have been ill. You know, we've we've had funerals where we can't hug our families. Uh, we've had best friends, family members that have passed away. We can't go and visit people. This was a football match. That's all it was at the end of the day. Yes, it was a bigger than normal football match, but it's it's the reaction to that. It's embarrassing. It it you know we used to always say. You know, we used to be embarrassed to be British, but I don't know. And I'm not, it's not just Brits because, it, you know, it's been proved that this has come from, from Europe as well. But there's just no need for the reaction. And you know what gets me more than anything is that these people that are aiming the abuse at certain people because of their race, religion, colour, etc. If that guy, or you go, you go to your club on a Saturday and watch a game and your striker happens to be uh, uh, Asian and he scores a goal, do you not cheer him because of his skin colour? Of course you do. It's the double standards. But you think it's okay to sit there behind your keyboards, and hurl this abuse at people. It's a football match at the end of the day. Do you have the balls to go up in front of millions of people and take a penalty? No, of course you don't. Would you have the balls to go up and say this to people direct to the face? Of course you wouldn't. Leicester Till I Die supports stop, hashtag stop online abuse. It's very easy. If you're on Twitter, I'm not sure about Instagram, but if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you can actually put keywords into your account so that when you go onto your account, if somebody's sent you a message or a post or something like that with those keywords in, you will not see it. And if you can't see it, it's just defeating their, their purpose in life. If you are one of these keyboard warriors, get yourself a life. Because to my mind, you haven't got one. It's a game of football. There's a hell of a lot worse going on about there. Sorry, guys, to go on. I had somebody came on the other day, earlier today, and I had to block him, and I reported his tweet claiming that Southgate had picked Saka to go number five to satisfy the BLM supporters. What a load of bollocks. What total bollocks is that? If that's what you think, I mean, we've been searching for years for the missing link. Well, I tell you what, I think they're all out there because I think that's the sort of people that are making these comments. What a stupid comment to make. Guys, I'm really sorry for going on. Remember, do put those things into your social media if you can. It does block them coming through. Just put them in as keywords and uh, you won't you won't see those posts come up. But having said that, amidst all of this, a game of football took place. <laughs> It's the Euros 2020 with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV.
Yes, it is. And you can catch us live on YouTube right now. Lester Till I Die TV. Give us a subscribe. Press my buttons. Get me all excited. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Twitter, at Lester TID. Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. They've been sat patiently in the green room. Let me bring them in now and thank them for their patience. Let's first of all start one of our regulars, Scott. Feeling a little bit better this morning, Scott? Uh Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> the simple answer is, I'm very frustrated with how. As I don't think we want to go there. <laughs> as supporters of our country, people think that it's acceptable to, you know, cause mayhem. There's mm. absolutely no need for it whatsoever. You know, if it was Leicester fans, if it was Arsenal fans, whatever it might be. You know, they'd be banned from stadiums, so why can't we do it now? Yeah. Quite right. Dan, good evening, sir. How are you this morning uh, this evening? I'm I'm similar to Scott. It, it's it's really ruined what what was supposed to be a, a momentous occasion. Not just not just as a game of football, but for a whole mm. nation after the shitstorm we have de been dealing with with lockdowns and COVID nineteen, you know. Even even the government have you know relaxed in you know restrictions said yeah okay we'll allow more fans into the stadium. People saw an opportunity before kick off and were storming the ground, and then afterwards they fighting with their own fans because they're of different colour. Football doesn't have a colour. Football doesn't football doesn't you know um, genderise people. It doesn't it doesn't racially abuse people. It's a it's it's a a minority of people that are branded are branded about in the media, and and maybe the media makes it bigger than what it should be, but it, it but it, it it needs to be, in my opinion, mm. um, because it might only be a small section of fans, but when that small section of fans is out there, you know it, they're not fans. I I can't even believe I've called them fans because no. they're not. No. They're not. It's disgusting to even sort of put them in that bracket. They saw an opportunity and thought, you know what, let, let's do this. And, and I'll take you back to the incident when the last penalty shootout we had with Italy. Um, I can't remember. I think that went Euros, the one where Perlo sent it, sent like a Penenka down middle yeah. of goal past Chawat. Our last two penalties were taken by Ashley Young and Ashley Cole, and both were missed. Now, back then, I can't remember. I'm probably. I'm not too sure, obviously, whether there were a lot of, you know, um, racial slurs about. It wouldn't surprise me, but obviously Instagram probably wasn't as big. Yeah. You know, now everyone's got a voice and everyone can sort of put what they want on. But it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that at all. And just seeing that at the end of the game, especially when you're already heartbroken as it is because of how, you know, again, England and penalties, it just... You just think, you know what? Why? Why did I even bother going onto social media? It ruins it. Yeah. But yeah, we do. Just... We do. Anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. That's the end of the show. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> Poor Maisie. I mean, I kept her waiting long enough. <laughs> and then that's... Maisie sat there. Now, just before I bring you in, Maisie, I just want to say hi to Reese. Um, Reese, I mean, it had to be third time lucky for you, didn't it? As a Scots, you didn't beat us. As Germany, you, you blood you've got in you didn't beat us. So you had to go there with Italy. <laughs> Welcome, Reese. Thanks very much. Uh, Maisie, uh, have you kind of got over it yet? 
No, not at all, to be honest. I woke up this morning and I still felt quite rubbish. Um, yeah. You, you, like, as a football fan, you're always going to be disheartened with the score, really, just in general, thinking, oh, wow, we've just lost the final. And you just get that, like, really horrible feeling in the bottom of your stomach and you just want to just curl into a ball, don't you? Because that's what you yeah. like as a football fan, no matter how many finals we lost. I felt the same. I, you know what? I felt even worse about losing this final than I did the Europa League final. Honestly, I, was, I felt even I was worse. going to ask that, actually, because <laughs> I actually would have felt worse, I think, at the FA Cup had we lost it, which we didn't, by the way, guys. We won the FA Cup, just in case you forgot. Um, I'd like to get that in. Thank you for leading me into that, Maisie. But, uh, no, I kind of... I I wasn't... I was upset. Obviously, I was disappointed. Maybe I'm because I'm, I'm, I'm older than probably the rest of you put together. I'm kind of used to it more. But probably I would have been more upset. Cup. Sorry? Probably because you've seen us won the World Cup, wasn't it? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How's the key ring, Maisie? Anyway. <laughs> but I wasn't quite as upset as I was as I say, had we lost the FA Cup. Um, I don't know about the, you know, Maisie, you know, you, you were more upset, you said, for England. Scott, mm -hmm. would you have been more upset for the FA or the fact that we lost this? I, I'd be more upset about losing the FA Cup. And the reason why is, you know, as a Leicester fan myself, it's a case of we've, want, we've, want, we've wanted that for so long. Now mm. we've actually got it. It's a duck off a bat, but it doesn't take anything away from what the lads achieved as England players. And, you know, they've just been amazing all the way through the tournament. Everyone stuck to the task and everything like that. And it's just a shame that we're having to do this feed today and have all these videos and live streams that have come apparent about these so-called people that think it's acceptable yeah. to fight amongst each other, to destroy places, you know, breaking into Wembley. Yeah. I could go on and it's just yeah. frustrating because... Yeah. Like I say, if it happened down at the King Power or any other club as a less supporter, you, Chris, I can imagine, would want these supporters or whatever else mm. not to be a part Quite of right. it. And it's hard to call them supporters in a way. Um, uh, it is, can I just say, it is Ankit's fault here because he did say it would be 1 1 and go to penalties. So I totally blame Ankit. So well, he's if, you channel, watch, if you are. If you are subscribed to Chelsea Fan TV, go over and subscribe him. <laughs> joking, Ankit, joking. I mean, I feel a bit of a fraud coming and asking you about this, Dan, because you've, you've never seen your team in a final. But, <laughs> but uh, would you have felt... <laughs> hey, good up. Just like to have... say, the 2009 playoff final, I saw the teams play, so that was right. that weren't too bad. And we won that one, so that's all right. You ever won the championship? You are? Ever won the championship? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least yeah, you but... had a bit more success than your team then, didn't it, Chris? Uh, I think you'll find we won the championship as well. Um... Yeah, the season that Leicester won it, we finished second. No yes. way. <laughs> yeah. who, who remembers second, though? Sloppy seconds, Dan. Sloppy seconds. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, when did Man United last win the Premier League? Hmm, before Leicester. How <laughs> many trophies have we got compared yeah, to Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I knew you were going to come back with that one. We'll, <laughs> we'll move on quickly. But, Dan, yeah, I mean, we're going to go look at everything in a second. But that last question here, all joking aside, you know, it is club versus country. It is club. I mean, I'll sit there and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm not Sterling's biggest fan. And I've moaned about him in the past. And you do when you watch these players. But it doesn't mean that I want to get up and go out and then at the end of the game and go on my phone and start abusing him because he missed. Because, you know, in our daily job, do those guys get abused? Well, they probably haven't got jobs. Let's be honest. We haven't got the brains to get a job. But, you know, we don't have somebody stood over us giving us abuse if, oh, you're bloody blah, 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 because you didn't get that call right or whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just wrong. Um, going back to what you said in, about club and country and stuff, I think they are both on an equal level, especially when you take how far we've how far we've got this year. You know, we've got to the final. People started to believe. You know, I saw a, th- a post earlier saying, "I don't understand everybody slagging us off for saying it's coming home. We didn't put a time scale on it. Leave us be." <laughs> so you know, fair point. I enjoyed that one. But in terms of like, it's similar with club thing. I mean, I look back at the league, the Carling Cup, when you know we we ended up getting to the semi-finals. Um, you know, we knocked out Chelsea on penalties, beat Arsenal two 0 at the turf. You know, we went. I think we went four one down against Spurs at their at their ground, and then mm. came to turf and thought, right, we're out of it already. We turned it on. We got it level. We were two minutes away from Wembley in extra time, and Pavlochenko killed us. It, it, it you know, it, it hurt. I, you know, that yeah. was probably one of the that were up there. Probably my first time that I cried as a fan. Um, You've had plenty since. Yeah. Oh, plenty of tears. <laughs> yeah. Haven't we but, all, uh, mate? Haven't we all? But yeah. But, no. The but... thing. The thing I don't. I don't get is that um, no matter what level it is, these mm. these people. I just they just sit there like fat slobs behind a screen, a bit like me now eating me McDonald's, but without a hatred towards anybody. It, it's I just... would not have said a word. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, it, like... it's, it is ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Reese uh... says there, literally, as soon as the final whistle went, unity became divided again. That is. But so true, you know. I go back to what the post I put on earlier that when when we were you know when we're actually in the tournament, people are colour blind. But as soon as that full time whistle goes, that's it. Everybody's different. Everybody's got a got a colour, and that's it. You pick on who you want. That's that's how it sort of comes across, and it's not fair. It shouldn't work like that. No, I mean, there's no there's no excuse for abuse at all, uh, even during the ninety minutes. But during the ninety minutes. You know, you can actually have a moan at the players, and as long as it's within reason and banter. But once the game's over, let's have a life. Let's get on with it. That's 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 football. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I I I, it's, I I just can't understand people's mentality sometimes. I, I really can't. But let's look at the. Um, First thing I want to talk about, uh, which will be here, and uh, let me just get rid of um, that comment from Reese. Um, if I can find it again, where were we? 
Oh, let's do this. So, Maisie, here we. I mean, you know, you're, you're probably the youngest, youngest amongst us all. Um, it, here we are saying, "Oh, it's bad, it's bad," and all this. But look how long it took us to get here. I know. Fifty-five years, three hundred and two games, over fourteen hundred miles travelled, seventeen managers, and to make it to the final is amazing on its own, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely amazing achievement, isn't it, to get to that final? Like, if you want me to be honest, when you look at like before the Euro started, would you ever have put England in the final? No, you wouldn't. No. You wouldn't have expected England to go in the final. So knowing how well the team has played, it's absolutely incredible. Gareth Southgate, honestly, he's blown me away. Um, how well he has done for the club. Um, we're just improving every single tournament now. Um, mm. And you just get the odd idiot who says, I want, I want Southgate sacked. If he wasn't so defensive, we would have won that. Well, for, first of all, if we didn't use our defenders properly, they'd be moaning that we'd be conceding a lot. And then you've got... Mm. Um, you've had, like, experienced managers, like... Fabio Capello, what has he done for England? He done absolutely nothing. As an England manager, he was very disappointing. So they'd rather have someone like, like Fabio Capello because he's got a big name. Um, mm. to, uh, just so we can go back downhill. I've never known a manager like Gareth Southgate, Southgate to unite clubs together. Like you, you're playing like, um, yeah. Saka and Foden and Mount all together in like one squad and there's so much harmony, so much love, the way they're just like my brother, I love you and all that it's just absolutely incredible the, the bond they've got and I feel like that is down to Gareth Southgate as well I mean you, you could say under previous managers, Phillips probably wouldn't even have got a look in because no. you know Leeds, Leeds aren't now you know thought of as one of the big six and, you know, we, we know in the past managers haven't picked players because of the teams that they've played for. Um, coming on to you, Scott, because you're, you know, <laughs> you're not, and this is where we all need to go and hide and put our tin hats on because um, Scott isn't Southgate's biggest fan, shall we say. But look at this, Scott. I mean, you know, World Cup in 2018, he got us to fourth. The Nations League... He got us to third. The Euro 2020, this we just had it, we were second. We've beaten Germany, which we haven't done for 55 years. You know, he, he's won us two penalty shootouts. That, is that nice there, Dan? It's two yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, the Paul Hollingwood of, uh, <laughs> of the chat world. <laughs> but I suppose that makes, uh, that makes Maisie... Uh, uh, Prunice, then doesn't it really? <laughs> Ooh, I wait, I don't want to be Prunice. No, no, she has a soggy bottom, but that's why I thought of you, <laughs> <laughs> but, Scott. You know, we've you know we've won um, uh, penalty shootouts. He's got us over so many hurdles. I can't still see why people think he's not doing a bad job. And somebody said, and I think I said this before, now that the Euros are over, we can actually go back to uh, abusing our own team managers now and complaining about the, uh, the, the the team they pick every week. I just don't see 
like I say, what this hate gate is. You three might pick over your club managers, not me. Sean Dash picks that same team every year since bloody six, since we last won tournament. So <laughs> I don't pick on my Ole. <laughs> but what Scott, that? You don't play with your ravioli. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is, is that it's not that I'm an. Uh, it's uh, sorry. Let me get my words out right. It's not that I'm a Gareth Southgate out person. Okay, I want to make that clear. At the end of the day, what he has done since he's been in has been fantastic. The way that he's moulded the players has been phenomenal. And the players that he's been bringing in, tournament after tournament, I cannot discredit him. Okay? Mm. Uh, I think he has done a phenomenal job. I think he's had a very hard job to do. Um, and some of the selections that he's made, personally, no, I probably wouldn't have picked the, the players in them positions, so on and so forth. I just feel that last night, he, in my mind, went a bit too defensive. I would have preferred to have seen possibly a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-3-1 formation mm. um, because I honestly think Italy was there for the taking last night. And I think with the players that we had to our disposal we could have romped home. But at the end of the day, I'm not a football manager. All I am is a supporter of my country, a supporter of my club. And whatever Gareth Southgate chooses, that's on him. And I'll support him all the way. Yeah. He didn't... I mean, Reese says there, Hansi, is it only me that when we're talking about the next German manager that I think of a lower low? <laughs> it just me with hair flick. You're too young, Maisie. You're too young. Um, it, we we know, don't we, though, uh, Dan? That if we'd have won last night, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be criticising the manager. We do that. We do do that with our own clubs, don't we? But you know, I just want to show you this uh, this next. Um, clip here um uh, these are the top five england managers and this is just on win percentage you know fabio capello taking what Maisie said earlier rubbish manager for us but because of the easy groups he had a 66 percent win record southgate is second ramsey is third hoddle fourth ron greenwood five um but you know alf alf ramsey won us the world cup he got us yes. to uh the quarters of the euros after that we then didn't qualify for the next World Cup or the next Euros under him or the World Cup or the Euros under the next manager. And look where we were. You know, thank God Roy Hodgson's not on that list. But look where we were under Roy when Gareth came in. And look where we are now. Yeah, it's uh, it's an achievement. And as you say, you know, them. it's like some people say, stat, stats don't lie. But then again, sometimes stats don't matter. Alf Ramsey, mm. like as you said, as I think it was sixty-one point six he had on there. Mm. That you know that that's a decent achievement in itself. Yeah. Anything over fifty percent is a positive as a and as a, as a manager at club level or national level, because obviously you don't know who you're coming up against. I think Southgate's done well to get that because even in friendlies we've had decent teams that we've played against. We've mm. played against the likes of Spain. We've played against the likes of France. We've played Germany. We've I think we played. Brazil at one, but I think in one of Southgate's first games, I think we're at the Mar Maracanã or something. I'm not sure if that were under Southgate sure. uh, yeah. or not. Um, 
But, you know, we've, we've played these sort of decent teams. Uh, Southgate, for me, I do agree with Scott. Last night, I do think that we started how we wanted. We were on the front foot. We are firing on all cylinders. And then the first goal came and we sort of just went a bit like Burnley, get that 1-0 and shut up shop. Mm. And and it, it, and it the thing is, we saw this against Croatia. We got the free kick against Croatia. We scored that. And then after that, our arse fell out. And it's just it's just one of those things. It's really it's gutting to take because even Italy's goal wasn't anything spectacular. It no. wasn't something that it, it's just the timing of it. You know, players looked like they were getting a bit leggy. You could see that Italy mm. were going into the growing into the game, and it's like I, my stepdad was shouting and bawling. And I said, "This is the thing, though. You give a team like Italy who are on a numerical flaming." advantage of how many games they've won back to back you can't give them a sniff like that and and we did um mm. you could see yeah. in extra time we had that last 10 minutes didn't we where we yeah. sort of pushed but as, as i say south taking it back to the Southgate thing he's he's done good enough in this tournament and as you say progression we've had a semi-final we've got to a final two more years with this youthful squad you know, at club level, should yeah. or, or a year, sorry, it should prove decent enough. And who knows what Qatar holds. Yeah. Dan said there, um, Maisie, about our, our horses falling out, so I'll come to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for that. Thanks, Dan. You dropped me in it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just my warm-up man. Uh, but... The, the Facebook user there says, why do players perform for their clubs and they don't for the country? We've always had, and I said this in another show that we did uh, in the lead-up to the finals, is that as an England manager, you were under so much pressure to pick the best players simply because they are thought to be the best players. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we made, I think it was probably you, Maisie, you know, Paul Scholes on the left wing because we felt we had to pick him, or the manager felt he had to pick him, and play him somewhere. Roy Hodgson, Vardy on the left wing. You know, you, you an England manager has got to have the balls to say, this is the formation A and B that I'm going to play, and these are the players that will fit into that formation. And how good a player A player A is, for example, if he doesn't fit into that formation, he shouldn't be taking him, should he? Yeah, 100% agree with you there. Um, it's about the balance of the team at the end of the day. Um, it like, like you say, you can't play someone in an unusual position just so we can have the bestest of the best players of that season. It's just, it's stupid. It makes zero sense whatsoever. It's just like, for instance, um, you'd say, oh yeah. Um, Mason Mount's had an amazing season, but so is Grealish, but so is Foden. Let's play all three of them so one can play uh, maybe in uh, in defence, for instance. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's just It makes no sense. People are going to get let down at the end of the day. And then they get the chance. And when they get the chance, they'll be able to make the best opportunity possible and to show to Gareth Southgate, I'm the one who you should be choosing. Like, I agree with what Ma what Maisie's saying there because look at Luke Shaw. He scored that opening goal in the final. Prior to him, we had Chilwell. Chilwell got Chilwell got drops due to COVID and stuff. Shaw took his chance. Before Chilwell, he put Trippier at left back. Mm -hmm. 
And Shaw's come in, and you know what? Shaw's even had a decent season at club level. He's been the standout left back of the season last season. So to come in and and bide his time and wait for his chance, and obviously score score the goal to open the final. Especially, I mean, today's his birthday. I think. Yeah, it's um, his birthday. Yeah. So you know, everything's just slotted into place for Luke Shaw. So uh, he's already one yeah. 0 up on Jose, really, isn't he? Yeah, Kate, don't, don't, and I don't want to argue with Kate because obviously um, Dan will pick on me if I do. Oh, and, well. uh, <laughs> he, he could, <laughs> he, he could have. Um, I won't tell her what you say off screen. I could have. Um, he could have made the changes earlier, but he did that against Denmark, and he made the ch- you know more changes in the in the extra time. And I thought, I thought personally that the fresher legs worked then, but um, yeah. It's all yeah. if buts and maybes, isn't it? But Scott, going through this sort of in a kind of chronological order, I mean, looking at these yesterday, um, the scenes of people trying to break into um, into Wembley Stadium. I mean, what gives these people the right to think when they haven't purchased a ticket that they should be able to get in? You know, my thought when I was watching it afterwards and I saw them running past the security to try and get in, my thought, and I know it couldn't happen, was was like Hillsborough. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's just, words can't explain how, how these people must be thinking. I mean, don't get me wrong, everyone wants to be a part of the final and everything like that. But at the end of the day, there's a time and a place to do things. And, you know, trying to flip in, get yourself into a stadium when, like you say, you've not going to pay for tickets, you've not gone and um, you've just basically got no right to try and force your way into the into the stadium or anything like that. There was plenty of other beer gardens and whatever else, or you could have had family members around your house, so on and so forth. What gives people the right to force their way into a stadium where, you know, be realistic, we're supposed to be coming out of lockdown. Now, I can see this having a devastating effect and the likes of the Prime Minister will probably take this in, take action and probably put us in lockdown for a bit longer because of some stupid people that think that they have a God-given right to force their way into a, a final, into somewhere where, yes, everyone wants to be a part of it and I, I understand that but. When it comes to the, you know, the staff and everything like that, I can only apologise as a Leicester fan, as a Lingling fan, and you know everything that they've had to deal with. I'm absolutely disgusted and devastated that people can feel that it is acceptable for this kind yeah. of behaviour. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like I say, where where they think you know. That they've got, like you said, they've got the God-given right to to do that. You know, mate, a people... man even said though as well, Chris, that you know he, he got tickets for the final, and he he said that even in the quarters and the semis, uh, not the quarter, sorry, because that were in Rome. Um, but you know the the semis and the last sixteen, there were people sneaking in. You know, going back to back with a mate, so they could go through the turnstile one at a time. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he said that that's it. It were happening and. Even then, you're a bit like, well, where's the security? He said there was hardly any during those games. Which for the it's final, cool. I said, look, it's gonna, it'll be clapped, it claps down on with that. 
But then, in typical England fashion, they just go and prove us wrong and just go and be... You know, yeah. what did John Barnes say in World in Motion? We ain't no hooligans. Well, we are. A, a minority of us are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Maisie, I mean, Dan made the point there. You know, where where was the security? Where were the stewards? But let's be honest with you. If I was a steward, you've got to think twice about approaching people. You don't know if they're going to whip a knife out or something. Exactly. Honestly, these stewards, the... Um... If I was a steward, I'd be actually so scared of going up to someone, especially when they're in a group of people, because you don't know anything these days. Anyone could grab a knife or grab a gun or or smash a bottle and hurl it at your face. Anything could happen at the end of the day. You don't know what each person could be like, especially if they're drunk or they're with their friends. Um, when you look at stuff like the scenes from yesterday, like um, people going going into the stadium, and you see some stuff in London where people are just smashing bottles, and you just think, like, you're not even surprised that so many fans dislike us at the end of the day because we act yeah. absolute fools um, and stuff like this. You think, wow. We're we're the mill wall of international football, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. It just makes you feel so disappointed, so ashamed. Yeah. Um, You sound like a parent there. That's what I used to say to my kids. Now, I'm not annoyed. I'm not angry, but I'm just very disappointed. (laughs) Scott. Let, let, let's talk football, because amongst all this, there there was a football match and a a football tournament going on. this is how we got there. And when you look at this, and I apologise to Reese because I know he's got a couple of teams in there, three t- that, uh, that we, he didn't do so well against England, but one that did. Um, when you look at that, you know, t- in open play, we, we've, we've only lost, we haven't lost a game in open play in 90 minutes or extra time, and we've only conceded two goals. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you when you look at it and what the what the team and Gareth have actually gone and achieved. I mean, albeit against Scotland, we drew. Um, the the rest of the tournament has been amazing. It's been great to be part of. It doesn't matter whether you've been to the actual games or anything like that. You know, watching it in front of the TV. Every player that has put pulled a shirt on for our country has done us proud, regardless of the outcome yesterday. At the end of the day, it don't matter, you know, if they play for Arsenal, if they play for Man United, Chelsea, doesn't matter. They represented our country, and I am so proud of every single one of them. Gareth Southgate, legend in my eyes, you know, like I say, I. If it were me, I'd have changed things um, formation-wise as of yesterday. But on a whole, he has been fantastic. And so is the rest of the the players. And I yeah. cannot fault them whatsoever. I'm yeah. just so enraged about, you know, all these supporters and whatever else. It's just, it's unforgivable. It really yeah. is. Dan, the team was announced. Um and he changed formation, but he'd only made the one change. And everybody again was moaning, oh, you can't leave Saka out. And Saka's had a brilliant tournament. And we'll obviously come on to him later. Bringing Luke Shaw back in. 
well, two minutes in, he was proved right again, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's just... What were, thought, what were your thoughts on, like, the overall team selection and the, and the change of formation? I, I thought it was decent. I did think, though, that we needed to go pretty much all out early, early like early guns. I, I thought, to be honest, we needed to have a similar mentality to how Spain played. We needed... Um, you know, be on that front foot. Don't let them come into our half. First half, I don't think, like I say, I don't remember them coming into our half that much mm. until probably the last five or ten minutes. But then again, as you say, it just they grew into the game. But the team sheet, I was sceptical, and I've been sceptical with every team sheet they've put out, but we seem to perform. So it was a case of, all right, OK, that's his team for the final. Fair enough. I'm surprised. I was surprised that... Um, Pardon me. Uh, Harry Kane starting, to be fair. I thought he'd have dropped Harry Kane for the final and brought him on, um, which I thought he might have give a give a chance to Dominic Calvert-Lewin or maybe even put somebody like um, Grealish in there and stuck Grealish up top and sort of had like a different angle because if you, if you do put Grealish in that sort of forward role, he's not going to come deep like, like Kane has. Grealish probably would have been a bit bewildered why I'd why I'd put him there, but <laughs> end of the day, I think I think with Grealish, he's just happy for the game time and yeah, I, I, I could see why Gareth did what he did. I can yeah. I can totally get why he brought Grealish on, changed the game, give us that momentum because it's worked. But bringing Henderson on, the Henderson substitution didn't work for me. I um, agree with that one. You mm. know, I, I I think was it I was think, it maybe bringing an experienced head on. I mean, on, on the TV, and I was watching a bit of ITV and a bit of BBC, you know, Phillips was dead on his feet, bless him. I mean, how he managed yeah, to well, get as far as he did. But it was that's Rice. What I mean. That's another off. one. That's another mm. one. When he took Rice off, I thought, why has he took Rice off and not Phillips? Mm. You know, I, that, that, that were a strange one for me. I think I think you could see that Saka were getting tired in the game. You know, I when... noticed Sterling as well. He looked very tired, yeah. especially near it to the end. Yeah, because there was a chance where he sort of cut in and he was near the post and then he lost the ball and instead of chasing him, he just sort of trickled behind him because he couldn't—he he just couldn't breathe out of any more out of his backside than he were. But for me, for me, Saka was one of those. Saka was one of those where, to be fair, had a decent game, but every now and again, his touch let him down. Mm. I, I think Saka's touch let him down quite a bit in that game. There were a few times where... He's took a heavy touch here and stuff like that. And I'm not picking at Saka for that because at the end of the day, it's a final. He's 19-year-old. He's asked for probably going 20p, 50p to be to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for something like that to happen. Do you know, dear? <coughs> oh, my God. Clipped. You've got clipped. this fascination with horses today, haven't you, <laughs> I Dan, am. I'm clipping know. that. I'm clipping that. The missus agreeing with me. What's all this about? I'm gonna, I, don't, I could not not put that up, could I? Really? You no. know? <laughs> Kate, I'm afraid you know you made a camel for your own back, the store for you, or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in shock that she's agreed with you as well. You said, "Can't get me words out." Um, Maisie, we we started off really, really well. I mean, you know, we at first half, I thought, my God, you know, of course we got the early goal. But, you know, look at these stats here for the game. And Maisie, you know, possession, okay, we know from when Leicester won the league, possession's not the end of the world. But 19 shots from Italy, six from England, two shots on target all game. 
is that good enough for a team in the final of a major competition? No, no. It's, it's not good enough at the end of the day. Even though we didn't have anyone like we didn't have like Grealish on or we didn't have Foden on, we still had p players who were capable of creating goals, creating chances. Mason Mount, the winner of the Champions League. You've got Sterling, the winner of the Premier League. I'm not obviously discrediting um, Sterling at all because he's been amazing yeah. but I'm just obviously stating people Harry Kane mm. the highest goals highest assists in the Premier League um, you've got Luke Shaw and you've also got Trippier who are both good at going forward so I don't understand why we didn't have that many shots on target mm. especially on the first half we completely dominated the ball didn't we yes Yes, we, we, we so did. I mean, and we only had one shot on target on the first half, and even then I was really mind blown at it, thinking, How have we only had one shot on target? But at the time, we was winning, and I thought, Right, we're good, it's okay, it's coming home, it's coming home. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I was, I was at half time, I was singing the old, uh, the, you know, the whoa, we're halfway there. I was, I, I was, uh, I was well excited. <laughs> well, ex well, when I say singing, I mean, <laughs> you know, you could, you could question More that. Clearly. I mean, you know, Dan, Dan sticks to the, the, the uh, spoken word and poetry. I, I do attempt to sing. Um, Scott, there's, for me, there's a lot of players, and it happens, you know, it does happen, but there's a lot of players that didn't turn up in that final. Now, whether they were tired, like you said, but Kane didn't turn up, Sterling did You could go on, you could go on. Unfortunately, it happens in football. You know, look at look at us and when we played Slavia Prague in the second leg at home. We, we had 10 players that virtually didn't turn up. It happens, but it was a bad time for it to happen, wasn't it? The, big, the actual final itself. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think the worst player that has played for the, the squad over the, the length of the tournament has got to be Harry Kane. You know, as much as he's done well for his club and everything like that over the last couple of seasons, after after getting through the qualifying rounds and everything like that, for me, it was a time of, right, we need to swap Kane. I know he, he's obviously scored against... Um, was it Germany and I think the other one was Sweden that he, he scored against but by the by I'm not trying to be funny but if you were to put a conference league striker in front in them positions he'd put the ball in the back of the net Kane for me probably in my opinion was the worst player for the squad through the whole tournament um, so you know yeah, I agree with you there. It was definitely at my most disappointing player. Knowing how, even though like how much Tottenham parts the bus on near enough every single game, and you've got Harry Kane who's had the highest goals and the highest assists in the Premier League, you expect so much more from him. You expect him to get them chances. You expect him to score that goal, and it's just really disappointed me so much. And it's just a bit of a shame for Calvert Lewin. He's had what a couple of minutes in the entire tournament. It's not not really fair if you want me to be honest it isn't and i know what you're saying um it, it, even, even had even, kane 
done what he did against Germany and, you know, the ball had gone in off his arse in the 89th minute. We, we, we're fans. We would have been singing off a different hymn sheet, you know. Andrew says there, um, Maisie, you know, if you can't turn up for final, then you don't deserve to play for England. But it happens in football games. It happens in everybody's... Oh, you're right, Maisie. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Put that key ring down. I've told you before, not when we were on air. No, but... It happens in, in, you know, in our everyday work. We have days, I'm sure. I know I've had days when I've sat there at work and I used to be in sales and I've sat there at work and just gone, oh, and I've just not been able to get up and get going. You know, not that I don't want to. I just can't. And it happens, doesn't it, Maisie? Yeah, definitely. You do have them days where you think, wow. I'm feeling so shitter or mm. wow, I'm just feeling so tired. But then when you feel like that, especially when it's a big massive tournament like that, you need to say to the manager, listen, I, I don't feel my 100%. Uh, I think it's best maybe if I come on as a sub instead. Do you know, just yeah. just have a little bit of a confidence, speak up to the manager about it. I'm sure Gareth wouldn't have been like, well, you're playing and that's it. I can't imagine Gareth being like that to a player. He probably would have said, that's okay. We'll put you on on the 70th minute, 80th minute, whatever. And hope, hopefully it's coming home. That's uh, that's what I can imagine yeah. Gareth would be like. I can't imagine him being a bit of a idiot about it. Yeah. We need we need the background music here, don't we, for this comment? You know, do, Sorry do, about that. That's, that was my song. Do, do. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing was saying, you know, when it comes to Kane and things like that, he, he's one of those players that... You'd expect things from him. You'd expect him to be able to um, have more chances, create more chances, and whatever else. And when he's literally at the halfway line, and you know he's trying to uh, put the ball up the park or whatever else, if that's his best position playing for England, then quite frankly, playing you know in midfield or just above midfield as an attacking midfielder or something, because quite frankly, we need someone. Further up the pitch, a lot more often. At least, now, at least he wasn't on corners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it's one of those that you know I, I would have preferred to have seen the likes yeah. of Raheem Sterling playing as your number number nine. You know, at least you know that he's going to be in the eighteen yard box most of the time, not hanging yeah. back all the time and trying to make something happen or whatever else. If Kane's best position within within the England squad is to play a three ball or whatever else, that's fine. Play him as an attacking midfielder. Put someone up as a striker. That's your sole responsibility. You had Marcus Rashford that could have played any one of them games. And I'm not trying to be funny, but he, he he's the sort of player that, one, he's got pace, he's got skill, he, he's got, you know, th there's so many great attributes that this player has got and yet he didn't get the opportunity quite like Kane did. Now, after a couple of games, me personally, I'd have dropped Kane and I'd have gone, right, I know you're my captain, I respect that, but at the end of the day, I've got to put someone in that is going to play in that 18-yard box so when the ball does get flown in or, you know, ball over the top, he's there, not, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. far own 18-yard box is Kane was most of the time. Yeah. I completely agree with you there. And another thing, because 
I don't mind. If a player wants to drop deep, that's absolutely fine. As long as they've got the pace to catch up when we counter-attack, Kane doesn't have that pace like Raheem Sterling does or Saka does or whoever is playing on the wings. Jamie Vardy does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like you could see like Sterling he's got the ball he's counter-attacking up the pitch on um, wherever he's playing left or right or whatever and then you've got Harry Kane like that traddling along at the back because he's bloody struggling to get a, struggling to catch his bloody breath like come on you need a, if you if he wants to drop deep he needs to become a faster player if he can't Keep up with the likes of Raheem Sterling or Saka mm. or Foden or whoever's playing on the wings. Then stay near the box for when we counter-attack. Because there's so many opportunities in the Euros where we've counter-attacked and because there hasn't been Kane there to support the wing players, yeah. we're fucked. I'm going to have to quote this. Because, and I don't like taking the rye out of my own fans, you know, out of Leicester City, say my fans, but out of Leicester City fans and my own club. But I've, I've got a, this was actually, I did put it up on Twitter, but this was posted in my, in, in, in the Leicester Zaladai Facebook group uh, earlier today. And I don't, it wasn't said, I don't think, as tongue in cheek. I think the guy was being totally serious when he wrote, Why didn't Vardy come on instead of Rashford? Why didn't Madison come on instead of Saka? The English team deserved the defeat. And I'm like, um, neither of them were in the squad. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, we're at Wembley. Hang on, let me just ring, <laughs> let me just ring Tuchel, see if he's got a couple of players that are free that he can just send down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if that's the case, then why didn't they bring flipping Harvey Barnes in? Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? Gary Lineker was at Wembley. He could have put a pair of boots on, couldn't he? (laughs) As long as he doesn't poo on the pitch. (laughs) You've got to bring it down, Maisie, haven't you? It's all all toilet talk with you. All toilet talk, you know. She looks so innocent. Young and and she's not. Just after that, a key ring. No, yeah, right, right. Dan? If, if literally, if you were talking of toilet, if you were sort of having a bit of a, a longer wee than you'd sort of planned as the national anthems were being sung, you, you'd have missed it. What a start! What a goal! I think it kind of maybe clicked the post as it went in, but the fastest ever goal in the final. Apparently, it's only the fifth fastest in tournament history, which is a bit scary. But my god, you know, my, my drink went everywhere. Yeah, it were it were absolute scenes. Um, I just remember sitting there. I think it came from Kane deep, didn't it? Really, and then he played it out wide to Trippier. I think somebody took the overlap. Trippier saw that the defender was trying to inch off towards them. Realised he had a bit of time and space. I mean, the guy learnt his trade at Burnley, so I've got to give him that. Trippier whips a perfect ball in straight to the back stick. You could see Shaw were running in. He put his arm up for it. And he just connected. It, it was the most sweetest connection. It's mm. one of those connections you don't expect from a left back. It's a connection you'd expect from a striker. Um, he sort of hit it into the ground, but he's hit it hard. He's hit it true. He's hit it straight. Even Donnarumma thought he had his angles covered. And mm. he got it inch perfect. It was just the perfect start. And I just, yeah, it was one of those. I, it sort of took me by surprise. I were eating KFC at the time. Jesus Christ, I want to sound like a fast food critic. Um, <laughs> you know, nip and two here. <laughs> yeah, KFC today. I mean, yeah, KFC yesterday, McDonald's today. Christ. So Dan, how, how is the diet coming along? 
How is oh, the it's diet? Going all right. it's going all right. I'm doing I'm doing the Nigel Adkins diet. The what diet? Instead of the Atkins diet, I'm going for the Nigel Adkins diet. Yeah, I think Don't you're gonna have to explain that. <laughs> He's, uh, you have to explain that, mate. Yeah. Sorry, I'll explain that after. <laughs> after, right. I, Don't you worry, Dan. Seafood I'm, on diet. You can see. I'm on an all-you-can-see diet. Don't you worry. Yeah. This, this is why I don't mind doing this, because you can only see me from there upwards. <laughs> Actually, I'm getting... By the, by the end of next season, I'll be that far away from the desk. I'll be at the back wall, because I can't get any closer, you know. Uh, his, his nipples <laughs> are just off camera, people. Oh, here can we I go. Say, honestly, bring it down. Bring it down, Ed. Bring it down. Sorry, can I just say, um, it, it, for the goal itself, it was actually mm. Luke Shaw that actually started the actual move. It, um, he switched it over to Trippier. Was it Shaw? Yeah, it was Luke Shaw that actually started the, um, the, the press sort of thing. He switched it over to Trippier. And then, obviously, he's, Trippier's gone on with it. And... Obviously, the rest is history, sort of thing. But yeah, it, it was actually Luke Shaw that actually started the uh, the move, the move itself. The misses are getting it back now, isn't she? I mean, yeah, <laughs> um, it's always fun. <laughs> but you're quite right. I mean, um, Reese says here, um, quite ironic that two um, Man United players scored for their countries at this tournament and both are heavily scapegoated by fans, Luke Shaw and Paul Pogba. It, it, I mean, as I say, I, I've scapegoated fans. I've got to say Luke Shaw, absolutely brilliant tournament for me. Absolutely brilliant. Maisie, the, it was all going so well. And then the, the Italians being Italians, they pulled it back. It was a bit of a lucky goal though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, definitely a lucky goal because you had Pickford there. He'd done a couple of good saves and it was just the fact that we didn't really defend very well as the team, really. And what I didn't understand was Harry Kane was on the actual line of the net. How I was, did he that was going to be my next question. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Scott said he was playing deep. I mean, bloody hell, <laughs> how deep can you get? He just wants Pickford jobs now, Pickford job now doesn't he? He yeah. just wants to be everywhere where he isn't supposed to be. You know what? Let Luke Shaw and Harry Kane swap positions because I'm sure Luke Shaw will do a much better striking job. Ooh, <laughs> controversial. Controversial. But it, it was lucky, wasn't it, Scott? It, it, I can't it, say it was it, a good I, I goal because it, it hit the post, think, it came back out and fell to him. I say, you say lucky, but at the end of the day, you know, our defence at that point... Uh, point in time was abysmal um mm -hmm. apart from apart from pickford the how we ever kept that off the line the original flipping strike is beyond me because yeah. that were going in um so you know even more credit to pickford for that but like me as he was saying why have you got you center forward on the flipping goalkeeper's line it should be further up the pitch so if anything happens we can hit him on the counter, and yeah. you know I ain't trying to be funny. Don't get me wrong; Kane has been phenomenal over the last couple of years for his club. You know, and possibly for the World Cup as well, he was instrumental. Um, but I think he's one of them players that now that if he ain't playing at attacking midfielder, come the World Cup next year, I, I think he gets dropped. 
And I'd like to see the likes of possibly Harry Maguire as captain for the World Cup next year. Because quite frankly, I don't think Kane, unless he, you know, he finds some pace or something like that, I don't think he'll make this squad next year. One, one second, sorry. Hello. Yeah. I'll let him down. Pete's Hut's on the way, apparently. You ordered on oh, its cheers, way. Bob. Thank you, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Just, um... <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes, really, should I? But nobody else does. So, <laughs> Dan, I'm going to come to you for this one. I mean, five yellow cards to the Italians, one to, 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 to England. There should have been a red, shouldn't there? Yeah, massively. I mean, it's a ta- it's a tactical. That's a, it's a it's a tactical foul, isn't it? If if, you, if you're looking at it, if if it was your team, you'd have said it anyway. But it, the yeah. the tact the antics that they were pulling in that game, yeah. not just not just that incident. You know, there was the incident where the the connection on Grealish's leg. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't even the fact that he hit the inside of his leg. First, the back of his studs sort of knock his, knock his kneecap on the other leg and then the rest of his foot follows through onto the other. You know, it's they play dirty. Mm. And, I, and I think I saw something online saying that if that's the way that they have to go and win it, then fair enough, at least we got to the final playing with dignity. They always have been a dirty team, though, Italy, haven't they? They've always yeah. been known for it, for the dive. But, I mean, to me, Maisie, he just about pulled his... He could have strangled in there. But what is the linesman doing? I mean, the linesman stood there. Surely he should be going to the round. I know, I know the refs booked him, obviously, but come on, you know. That, mm-hmm. that, that should have been a red in, in, in anybody's eye, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100% a red. It was seriously so reckless I, I was looking at it thinking he could have really damaged Saka really couldn't he he could have strangled yeah. him because especially these days with like it had tops they're dead tight like tight and all that and they're fitted in England tops these days because like when you look, look at them retro ones they're a bit baggy on you and they feel a, a lot nicer but um... they're never baggy enough when you're my size that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> they really tie these clothing. I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, if the, like you look at like incidents like that, and you think why is VAR getting involved? VAR should have yeah. stopped the ref going. No, look at the monitor. It's a it's a clear red. That's what they should have done. If the linesman didn't get involved, which he didn't, then VAR should have got involved. Why the hell have we got VAR if they can't come and tell the ref when they're doing something wrong? Yes. Can I just, can yeah. I just quote something from Reese's comment there? That I want to know where England have done it themselves in this tournament for a start. The only thing I think you could say about Reese is that people were going on about Sterling's penalty shouldn't have been a penalty in the Denmark game. It was. It was an upper body check. His knees connected. If you watch it back from all angles, you can see it was. At first, I was sceptical and I thought it wasn't. He's gone down a bit soft. But after seeing it back numerous times, you know, there is a connection there. Um, and about dirty behaviour, we've been dealt a shit hand. We've, we've had the hand of God. We've had Lampard's ghost goal that didn't count. We've been dealt some pretty shit hands. And to be fair... Sometimes you need the rub of the green. Unfortunately, we got the rub of the green, the white, and the bloody red, and we ended up seeing it, you know. Hey, <laughs> bum bum. Well, I tell you what, in response to that, I've actually just sent Reese a link, and we'll see if he will come in and answer that 
directly to you, Dan. I can't remember the exact moment, Scott, but I'm sure at some point, um, I had had a few G&Ts by this time, that we, we, we could have had a penalty with Sterling. Yeah, that, that was a bit controversial in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, though I think there is enough on it. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, and it's not really my my thing to say sort of thing. All I can say is, is when it comes to the likes of VAR and the referees and self, don't get me wrong, majority of the time through the tournament, they have been spot on. But like Dan was saying, you know, this final, I'm sorry, but it's been shambolic refereeing. It's been shambolic VAR. Why, why VAR was never brought in? And if it was, then I'm sorry, but whoever was officiating, quite frankly, shouldn't be officiating again. Some mm. of the decisions that was made or wasn't made, uh, you know, words can't explain how poor it was from a refereeing point of view. Um, that happened. I mean, the, the shirt talk. Yeah, all right. It probably was a tactical foul, but I'm not trying to be funny. If that, if if Saka further up the pitch, further up the pitch, that's given a red, and it's a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it, it's things like that that you know, it's not just being an England fan, being a supporter and a lover of it, having the love for football itself. You know, seeing things like that and incidences like that happen in today's game, I'm not trying to be funny, but if I if I was a referee, hands down, I'd have gave it a yellow card. I'd have gave it a red card yeah. because I think that I think the if it had just been a tug on the back of the shirt, i.e. waist height, something like that, yeah. fair enough. But I think the way that he's grabbed hold of him, not once but twice. Yeah. Within split seconds, to me, I'm sorry, but it ain't a tactical foul. It's literally he is, he is just out Rugby of his tactics. depth. Yeah. 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 Reese is here, and I'm going to bring him in in a second. But just before I bring him in, and uh, we'll probably just leave Reese and Dan on screen and they can go with each other. <laughs> maybe, and, and, is it me as a fan? Because as soon as that guy was announced as a ref, I was, I was on a chat and I, I said, oh, this guy's just been announced as the ref and everybody's going, oh, God help us and all this, that and the other. Um, but I thought, maybe, and maybe as a, as a fan, it was because we were winning, but I thought in the first half, it was actually having a decent game. Or was that just me getting, you know, and I should have gone to Specsavers? I think, I think it's one of those that he, he, he's, he's tried to allow the flow of the game to go on with a couple of the tackles. Now, don't get me wrong, I do understand it and I do appreciate, as a referee, it is a hard place to be in. But as the game's gone on, it's sort of, is allowed certain tackles to creep in from both sets of players and gradually they've just got worse to a point where he's lost control of that game. Maisie, your thoughts on the referee? I thought the referee was absolutely shambolic. He was a terrible ref. Um, the decisions he made was absolutely awful. Two of the fans, uh, two of the um, 
two of the Italian fans should have been uh, players should have been sent off. Uh, Jorginho was the, I feel like the Jorginho tackle was the one what really annoyed me even more. Um, I just I was looking at it thinking, ref, what you doing? VAR, what you doing? And it, it just got to that point where it's like if you're giving a yellow something so disgusting like that it just shows really whose side the ref is on um from what i was reading the ref's partner was italian so he was probably obviously biased towards italy anyway oh controversial allegedly just in case the lawyers are watching allegedly i don't understand <laughs> how they could call it dutch courage though he didn't even the dutch didn't even have the courage to flame and go and check the monitor of var so <laughs> not call well, it dutch courage welcome. anymore Let's welcome Reese in. Um, good evening, Reese. You haven't so that's that's something we've got to thank you for. At All last, right, nah, At I'm last. wearing the I'm wearing the best thing to come at sixty six, mate. Just I'm wearing the best thing for sixty six. Oh. The, the, that's the, the only thing that matters. Solid the boat. <laughs> and stick on your car, the seagulls do. Anyway, that's uh... Reese. I mean, just first of all, uh, say your comment again, Dan. <laughs> oh, it's challenging. The one about um, about where uh, uh, Reese said about England were. Uh, Dirty yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I just want to know where England's sort of dirty tactics came into play. <laughs> I bet you so bad. Maybe you should sell another uh, number, number one single. <laughs> <laughs> I never said these weren't totally bad. I said these are as bad as each other. But there were moments from that game that were a little bit off-putting. But I didn't reference the final though. I'm referencing games before. Like yeah. you look at the you look at the Denmark game for example, there are some controversial moments in that one particular stands out for me is Kane diving. I don't care about Raheem Sterling because we've already seen that was proven as a penalty, but maybe four or five times in that game, Kane was diving for set piece situations, and that's where I'm like, there were some issues for Italy. Can't take that away, but. <laughs> Both are as bad as each other. That's why I'm referencing that, and just to give you the context. To be fair, I'm, I can't even go. I can't even fault that. You, you are right. I even said it myself against Denmark that Kane. I mean, he's already got glass ankles as it is. So to be mm -hmm. fair, when he gets touched, going down like a sack of shit is not. You know, exactly. it, it's not great. The only one for me that stood out was the, the potential penalty on Kane. I thought that was more of a penalty than the one Sterling the incident. Half. Yeah, mm. but. You know, at the end of the day, we the, after getting the Sterling one, weren't going to get Keynes. So, but there's a difference, is there not, Reese? In I mean, you know, we've got we've got Jamie Vardy as a striker at Leicester. He, you know, he's the king at being able to get a penalty out of nothing. You know, and while he's doing it, and I'll admit that, you know, he he plays to get the penalties. Um, they're still penalties, don't get me wrong, but he, he does play for them. And it's for my club, so great. Carry on doing it, is sort of thing. Uh, he only gets him because his wife's a grass. <laughs> She's not. His wife's used to being on the grass. <laughs> she won the first. She won the first. Uh, the first court battle, I believe. But allegedly, again, we were saying, you guys are going to just get me into so much 
financial trouble with the lawyers. Um, but Reese, there's a difference that's between a, a player going down with if you, you feel contact, Lineker will say, and he only, you know, he never got sent off in his career. You feel a touch in the box, you go down. If you're not going to be able to score, go down and see if you can get a penalty. It's part hmm. of part of it. There's a difference between that and virtually being strangled. Oh, I've got nothing against that. Like, that was um, like that was a bit that I'm still trying to get lost for words on because it is still described as a professional foul. It was given as a professional foul. I can see why the referee is given as a professional foul because obviously it is the last man of defence, but it's nowhere near the goal. So I can see why you're not going to get a red card for that situation. Mm. But if I had been say if I had been around fifteen, if I had been like fifteen yards forward, Chiellini would have been sent off. Yeah. What's the rule on bookings for uh, teams as well, though? Because isn't there a certain rule about if a team gets so many bookings they get fined or something? Yeah, there is a certain criteria. I think it's like six or seven, something like that. There were five. I don't think they're going to. um, I mean, we could all we could always claim it was close and we should replay the game. You know, get Nigel Farage yeah, out the there. Up to Come on, goal, Nigel. I'm sure they were an elbow. I'm sure they were an elbow when ball came across. I'm sure of it. The worst in that game. The one thing that definitely wasn't a yellow card or a red card, in my opinion, was the Jorginho situation. I'll go on record on that. I don't think that was anything. Like, what, I don't think on, you can... Is that the one the on one Grealish? On, the one on Jack Crybaby Grealish, aye. Like, of all due <laughs> respect to him, right, Jack Grealish has slid into the ball on Jorginho. Jorginho's also slid in to get the ball... Well, half slid. He was still on his feet. His foot's on the ball trying to control it, and his foot slipped. And he's landed on Grealish. That's not his fault. I can see why some people would want him to get sent off because it gives your team the advantage. But if he got sent off for that, that would have been completely disgraceful because that, nev- that was never a red card situation. You see it as well. Yeah, sorry, Reece, I've, I've got to, I've got to d- disagree with you on that because I think that the way that he's gone in with the challenge and things like that, um, Jorginho, that is, is... Yeah, I understand it's a 50-50 challenge and whatever else, but because he's gone in with his should, his studs showing, and in, in the letter of the well. Lord, if you look the back at that challenge as well, so was Grealish as well. His right foot, his studs are showing going for the ball, and Jack and I'm not, I mean, that's why I'm saying like it's 50-50. Like Jack Grealish has slid in trying to get the ball, but you've also got Jorginho who is trying to stand on the ball, like physically control it, and then he's. His foot slipped, and obviously he stood on Grealish's. He stood on his knee. It's not. It's not intentional. I wouldn't call that as a red card. I would definitely say yellow. Like a yellow card, I can understand that, but I don't think it's that serious to give it as a red. That's I, I that's think, my I only. Think... That's my only thing. I don't think it's red card worthy. Both as bad as you can. Pizza up to you. It's it's one of those that uh, at the end of the day it is. It, it's the the intent behind it and the actual force behind it, and you know, I probably am looking at it uh, with tinted with tinted glass sort of thing. But to me, I, I, I appreciate that you've got the likes of Grillish did go in with his with his stud showing, and the same for Jorginho. I think because Jorginho's got his foot actually in the air and the contact that he's made. With Grish's knee, mm-hmm. I think that's where, personally, it, it it should have been a red. I see where you're, I see where you're coming from. I'm just thinking they've both gone in with a similar sort of intent. They've both tried to get the ball. Grish has slid in, one foot is up, 
I'm think I'm sure it was his right foot because his left foot was sliding in on, underneath him. But he is sliding in with his foot or trying to get the ball the same way Jorginho is. I think that if you punish Jorginho, you've got to punish Jack Yosh as well. You can't just give one over the other. But I can see where you're coming from. Like I, I get where you're coming from. And obviously, I've got Italian family. Of course, I want Italy to fucking win that game, and they did. But I'm looking at the I'm looking at from a a neutral perspective there as well. Like where on, I see on that note, to remind oh. us that. that that Italy won it, Reese. On that note, we'll I'm just... only saying it once. Relax. <laughs> don't blame mate. Don't you've taken the stick, you've taken the stick, so I don't blame you all. Look, I'm going in from I'm back. going in from the neutral point, but I do get where you're coming yeah. from. I do get yeah. where you're coming from. But I will yeah. say this Jack Yosh's antics afterwards. Uh, uh, he's touched me. Like behave yourself. You're no fucking Ronaldo from Portugal. Like relax yourself. <laughs> he was acting like he was acting like Ronaldo. Is, that is, that with, 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 Italian in his, with Italian in in your family and stuff, and being Scottish, is that not an insult when you sell a pizza crunch? No, it's all right. <laughs> it's on that food, note, on that note, we'll take a quick ten-second break, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. Just to so remind awesome. you guys, anyone that's watching, five o'clock tomorrow live, I will be interviewing that very same gentleman, Alan Smith. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. Ex-Leicester player, ex-Leicester player. No, he, he played you'll a like few times for a team down in London. You like, you like, le- you like this comment, mate. He's a, he's a, he's a Leicester legend. Just happened to play for Arsenal. Yeah, but Arsenal cannot have their own legends, mate. They have to go and pinch other people's. That's all right. We pinched <laughs> their captain and won a legal from. <laughs> Maisie's been very quiet sat there, which for, for a lady makes a change. It's because I'm <laughs> acting like a lady. That's why Is I'm it? quiet. I thought you I thought yeah. you nipped off to the toilet, to be honest with I know, you. Dan, but, I'm uh, shocked as well. You heard that, right? Heard what? <laughs> what did you say? Dan's what you said. I'm acting <laughs> ladylike. I'm ladylike. I am. <laughs> Moving oh, yeah. on, moving on. I think. Hey, we've got we've got to talk about it. It you know, we had there was it was a game that swung one way then the other. It was ended up unfortunately for England with the penalties. Maisie, you've been very good. You've been quiet. Let me come to you with this. <laughs> Southgate afterwards. It is down to me," said Southgate to the penalty misses. I decided on the penalty take is based on what they have done in training. Now I've said there. Because people have criticised the fact that Saka was asked to take a penalty. And I know it's not the same doing it in training. It's not. I grant that. But what Southgate's done, and I think it's a good idea, is he's looked at training. He's practised penalties after every training session and said, well, this guy scored eight. This guy scored ten. They're going to be in my top five. These guys have only scored one or two. They're going to be right at the bottom. And to be honest with you, if you're old enough to play then you're old enough to be taking penalties. Because somebody said that Gareth Southgate wasn't picking certain players because he didn't feel they were ready, old enough and, and experienced enough to play. Well, he picked Saka a lot of the times. So yes, he missed. And I'm not having to go at him for missing the penalty. But he's on that pitch. What if it had been five, six, seven all and it had come down to him? He would have then still had to take one. 
Mm -hmm. As I say, if you're old enough to play, you're old enough to be taking pens. I know he's only 19, but go back to the 40s and the 50s. 17-year-olds were fighting in, in in wars, and 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 yeah. So you know, this 19. I'm sorry, it's it's, it's not like he's a fucking baby. Um, mm. Yeah, I definitely see what where you're coming from, to be honest, because, like you say, he's on the pitch at the end of the day, Saka, so, yeah, he should be taking a penalty. Um, in my personal opinion, though, would I put Saka at fifth? No, I wouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree totally with that. That, you know, maybe thinking. was the question, yeah. Yeah, I would have put other players before him. Sterling would have been instance. Um, another one who I probably would have picked before him as well, Grealish. Um, but maybe they weren't hitting the target in in practice, like I say. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe so. He was probably, ha- probably practising his headband positions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You'd have him united. He wouldn't be my first choice signing. I've said that a few times. Mm. Sorry, Maisie. Carry on. Um, if I was going to look at penalties. You would look at picking people who play who take penalties for their club. I that what I'd be looking at first. Like who takes the penalties for the club? Like you've seen Grealish take them a couple of times for Villa. You've seen Sterling take them a couple of times for um, uh, for Man City as well. <laughs> like I, I was even skeptical when I saw Harry Maguire take a penalty. He took a brilliant penalty. He I'm did. not going to lie. I but smashed the camera. Really yeah, but surely that's the way to do it. Is and I, I said this in, in, in on Stephen's chat last night. If a player doesn't want to take a penalty, on a there's a player that does want to take the penalty. Having somebody take a penalty that wants to is better than having making somebody who doesn't want to take the penalty because their mindset's not there at the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Scott, but now I mean, what, we know it's your... now you know they're not volunteered though, and it was Southgate's choice. You do think, well, did he make the right choice at the end of the day? Well, How did he make that choice? Why? To be did honest he make with that you, that's the problem you've got, and I'll come to Scott with this one. The problem you've got with what Maisie's saying quite rightly there is if you're asking for volunteers, then you get um, the you know the Southgate problem that we had against Germany, you know, uh, you then got the point of Man United against Villarreal. It goes right oh, down to the goalkeeper. <laughs> the goalkeeper oh, come on, Chris. Stop mentioning I... that. Stop no, that up, man. no, 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 I'm not, but, you know, the goalkeeper wouldn't volunteer to take a penalty, but he had to take one, you know, and like I said, I just honestly think, you know, if, if I'm asked to, to take a penalty... I wouldn't want. I'd missed the penalty in a in a in a tournament, and I was a lot younger. I have to say, but it, Scott. You know, if you if they surely looking at who's good at penalties in practice is the way to do it because you know those at least those people should be able to hit the target. Um. See, I, I'm. I, I think of it in in different sense. And the reason why I say this is is you've got to look at who regularly takes penalties for their clubs, right? Mm. Um, I get that you've got the likes of training and take a lot of penalties in training and whatever else. But when you're in front of, say, 
you know, whether it's 40,000, 60,000, yeah. you, you've got to look at the players that have that have taken penalties regularly for their club and they have done well for their club. But that hasn't now, worked out for us in the past, has it? Yeah, I understand that. And, mm. you know, at the end of the day, fair play to the players that have actually taken these penalties, regardless of the outcome or anything like that, to, to step up and, and, you know, be in front of the masses of fans and whatever else. You know, you can't fault them. But for me personally, I, I, I would have preferred to, to have seen players that have played in more tournaments and that, um, you know, to be taking these penalties. And this is nothing against the likes of Saka and, you know, other players that have come in and they've tried to do a job. At the end of the day, my personal preference would have been, yeah. you know, for the likes of Shaw or someone else, yeah. even Pickford, for example. I, I know, yeah, I get what you say. I mean, Kate, mm-hmm. Kate, you should make the most of it if his mouth is moving with no sound. I mean, I can't believe you're complaining about that. <laughs> See, that's, that's usually happening when she's got her hand over my hand saying, I beg your pardon, is that back chat I can hear? I mean, I must admit, I never spoke to my uh, my ex-wife for, I think it was about once I didn't speak to her for six months. Not, not that we'd, we'd argued, I just didn't like to interrupt her. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I get, where, um, I get where you're coming from in terms of penalties and all that and the situation how you'd rather prefer... You'd rather prefer well, someone bring this point up. Sorry, Reece, I can just, Aye, on you go, I just on bring you go. this point up. Sorry, first. Dave, David's saying here, why bring on Rashford and uh, Sancho only to take a penalty? We've had that at Leicester, where Vardy's come on and the first touch he took was a penalty. And I believe he actually might, might have missed it. But again... I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. But again, you know, Rashford and Sancho must be, you know, better at penalties than maybe two defenders that were, were, were on the pitch still. The thing um, is, though, Chris, I said yeah. I said even when Rashford stepped up, and I just said to everyone, I said, he's, he's missing this. He's yeah. missing it. And yeah. the only reason I said that is because... Too, too the long. Fr- it was Yeah, it, it took too long. The run-up was just... The run-up was poor. It, it, it There was this momentum that just... It killed him. There was also the hoodoo hanging behind him of not scoring in a European tournament. You know, Henderson had the same thing until, obviously, against Denmark, uh, against Ukraine, sorry. So, Mm -hmm. you know, having that hoodoo over your head, coming on cold in a game to take a penalty, if you're going to bring him on, bring him on for that last 15 minutes, let him get into the game a little bit, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. get get some sort of traction in his legs instead of just sticking him on and expecting him to be as mobile as possible. I don't know what you, you, Dan, or... Sorry, I don't know what Dan or Reese thinks about this, but um, to me, it was almost as if Gareth had brought him on for lambs for the slaughter, you know, to bring him on, to put him on for penalties when they've not had anything t- or very little time to actually get a feel for the ball or anything like that. To me, you know, it should never have happened. It, they should have brought him on, uh, you know, the... Half half time of the extra time sort of thing to at least give them a, a chance and a feeling toward towards the ball and you know give them that bit of confidence that they could they could sort of if not create something at least they could go into the the penalty stage thinking yeah I feel good about myself I've got I've got the control of the ball and everything like that let's go get it not give him two three but minutes. Do we not think? 
Do we not? And I'm going to be honest with you um, here, Scott. I'm actually going to disagree with you because I honestly think, do I have somebody, Rashford, who's a striker for Man United, and I don't know what his penalties taking is like at Man United. Reese will probably tell me in a second. But do I leave him on the bench or do I maybe have Stones going up for a penalty? As if who's never taken a penalty in his life and is absolutely rubbish, you know. I mean, I'm look, you know, you're looking at penalties and it is completely different to the match. And I, as a manager, don't think necessarily that you know, bringing Rashford on maybe at that last stage might just disrupt the team a little bit, might just put them off, you know, mistakes being made because where Kane would normally have been, let's say, he wasn't, and so Rashford went through and scored. I have to say, I agree 100% on bringing... I mean, this is what they do in American football. You know, they have players who are at the back who are only brought on just to take uh, kicks for them, you know. And I don't know, Reese. is he any good at Man United for penalties? But I certainly think Southgate, I, I'd do exactly what he did because I wouldn't have wanted Phillips. Phillips going to run up to the spot to take a kick. Yeah, definitely. And then you look back and... Rashford's had some very key moments when it comes to penalties. He did score his penalty in the Europa League final. He he did he did convert. He also did convert in the the crunch game against PSG uh, a couple of years ago. He like he he is known for the big moments. He's not a renowned penalty taker. He has missed a few. I, I, like I mm. won't I won't fail to for, uh, acknowledge no. that. Like he has feel, he has missed a few, but he's also scored a few as well. He does have a particularly decent record at United, but it's mostly. If the main choice strike, main choice penalty takers aren't on the field, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's not known to be the first. He's not. He's not first or second choice. I think he's more third or fourth. Because I'm yeah. most likely to say our second choice penalty taker is probably going to be Paul Pogba if he plays. I think it's. I think it's going to. Be let, let's be that. honest, though. Really, when you get into the, this sort of thing, you've you've got to look. You may well have had your best penalty taker on, and you substituted him at half time to try and get something out of the game. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you, I just think if you've got those players sat on the bench, if you yeah. hadn't brought those players on, let's face it, he'd have got lambasted, wouldn't he, Maisie? You know, if he hadn't brought Rashford on, people would have been turning around this morning and going. Well, he had Rashford on the bench, who's a strike. Oh, she doesn't want to answer the question. She's gone. <laughs> Let me come to you, Dan. Um, you know, um, you, you would, wouldn't you? You'd say, like, well, why was Rashford left on the bench? He could have taken the penalty. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, going back to before the penalties were taken, I think we were trying to kill the game off before penalties. You could see the Italians towards the end of the game was almost like they didn't want to. They, 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 mm. they didn't. They let us give them that little little bit of pressure in the last eight minutes. And I think we tried to take them to the slaughter towards the end of that second half of extra time, hoping that we'd get mm. something. As I say, you've got Sterling coming in at the near post, but then he was blowing out of his arse to get to it, you know, to the second ball. You know, it, it was just one of those that when it did get to penalties, we thought, right, we've given everything now. We've given everything yeah. now. And even when Gareth Southgate had us all huddled up, you know, it was a case of shut up and listen. But but also, you could see that there's lads out there that was like, you know, Trippy was off the bench saying, come on, you know, I know you I know you probably, you blow in, but come on, th this is your final chance. All you're going to take is one run up. And to, to be fair, it, going back to what you said about Phillips probably couldn't have run up to it. Well, Rashford didn't even run up to it really, did he? He walked up to it no. and then started Freddie Flintstone <laughs> in. So, 
Fair do. It's, it's, it's yeah. a strange one. It is a strange yeah. one. But yeah, you would have been asking the questions. K- you know, why why haven't you got strikers like DCL yeah. or Rashford on to take penalties? So talking yeah, about asking point. questions. I mean, Kate is you know letting secrets out about your S and M lifestyle oh, here. You know, I mean, <laughs> we'll put it one way, mate. I'm from Burnley. It's not an M and S lifestyle, is it? Jesus, <laughs> I suppose that's why it's not the happy place for nothing. Eh? <laughs> I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> it just me, well, I, I was asking you a question and you disappeared. I thought, well, that's just that's just rude. How very rude, you know. Just pay the bill, Maisie. Pay the bill. Stop scrounging next door's internet. <laughs> she done a lim- she done a limiter. She slipped at the last next minute. Door's internet is this rubbish here. <laughs> she she was nipping to the toilet. Let's be honest. This was Maisie. She Something was nipping like to the toilet. Ma- Ma- well, it took a while because she shuffled. She shuffled across yeah. the landing. <laughs> she was having to wipe it off a quilt and a. Up, it wasn't she. Maisie Lineker, the time has come. <laughs> what was you asking? Well, I'm going to ask you, no, it's gone now. You've missed your moment. But I'm going to ask you this, Maisie. Um, I mean, when you look at the penalties, and we're all sort of going like, oh, you know, we, we, we were rubbish at penalties. I mean, it wasn't the, the best penalty shootout you're going to see from either side. I mean, you know, we missed three. They missed two. Yeah, both sides did, didn't do that well in terms of uh, penalties. Did they, like, you'd expect even Italy to do a lot more better, considering yeah. they've got, like, Jorginho there, who is a regular penalty taker for um, Chelsea. Um, Bellotta, I would have even expected him to score a bit, to be honest. And obviously, yeah. on, on our end, you would have obvious, obviously expected Rashford and Sancho to score. With Seco, I don't... I've not really watched him too much in terms of penalties. I don't think I've ever even seen him take a penalty. So he was a hit and miss for me. Um, so you would have expected a bit more off the majority of the ones who's missed it, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm surprised at that. Are you, Reese? when you look at it, you know, in the cold light today? Um, out, of the whole, out of those penalty takers, I only thought two were going to miss. Out of those ten names, and the two that the two that missed actually did, and that was Belotti and Rashford. And the reason I say that is because they both hit the exact same penalty. If mm. you actually look at, it, they both took about thirty seconds. They both waited too long. They both thought they could out outthink Donnarumma and Pickford. And frankly, like if you're hitting a penalty. Don't take too long because if it, that's when the keeper gets stuck in your head, and then you, you're doubting yourself. Yeah. If you've got an opportunity from from twelve yards, don't care if you knock the goalkeeper's teeth out. No, just raffle it. it. Just, Put your foot through it. Ah, exactly. Just just go for it. But out of the out of the players that missed, also the Man United players, I would never want them to miss. But in the sense of it, they did. Well, Saka, I've never seen him hit a penalty in his life. So it's a long walk, though, isn't it? Yeah. The thing the thing that gets us as well is that. We were almost at that point of knowing Jorginho stepping up. You know, that's it. Game's over. And then I looked away know, for we... this penalty. I looked away because yeah. it happened in the in the semi final because he'd done the exact same thing. That stupid slip. But this time he thought he would. He thought he would do something different. He thought he would try two yeah. skips. This isn't hopscotch. This is professional football. No. <laughs> the thing. The thing is, the Jorginho. What you know? As I say, he, everyone thought as soon as Pickford saved that. That's it. We can we can go on here. We, we've got a chance. Sudden death. Yeah. Let's, let's crack. Let's crack on. At that point, you know you've got you know Saka must have been in that lineup feeling elated, like yeah, I'm buzzing and everything else. 
But then as he's walking up to take that, it, it's like, oh shit, it, it, it's on me. Sort of like, he now. You know, us. everything. Yeah, everything's yeah, going through his head. I'm 19 years old. What if I miss this? I'm going to have, a, you know, the crowd on my back. You know, it takes your mind elsewhere. It's I, it's so tough. It, yeah, it is a hard a way to finish the game, Scott. Mm. But we've tried other things. We've tried the silver goal. We've tried the golden goal. There's no other ways. Maybe, maybe they need to get the players closer to the box. They should do what they do at the Cup of America, in my, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but the Cup of America, if you don't finish the game in 90 minutes and it's a it's a score draw or nil-nil or whatever, just put them straight to penalties. Just put them straight. You don't need to give them an extra 30 minutes. Just, like, well, you've had 90 minutes, you've failed to beat the opposition. Just go for it, get yeah. your penalties over and done with. Because the extra 30 minutes, especially after the year we've just had, like the whole COVID situation and all that, give them an extra 30 minutes and a new season's coming. You Could you imagine if they did the old school way? MLS penalties from like the halfway line where they had to run with it? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would Jesus. Be I wouldn't mind watching that just for like one nostalgic moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is though, again, we'd be too knackered to do that run, wouldn't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> but let's just quickly go around the panel then. Um, Scott, we're still going to be proud. I mean, yes, we lost. We haven't lost in, you know normal time it was penalties that that we were other than that we've not lost a game and we've only conceded two goals overall i mean it's it's a you know eight out of ten tournament for me yeah definitely you know i, I can't take anything away from the players go southgate or anything like that at the end of the day they have been phenomenal they've done us proud um you know unfortunately we lost at penalties but when you look at it in you look to the future and, you know, you've got the World Cup that's around the corner next year. The possibilities are endless. I just hope, for me, Harry Kane does not make the squad. <laughs> unless, unless he, unless, like, you know, through the season, he, he has another phenomenal season. But for me, he doesn't do it in an England shirt no more. Scott, if he signs for Leicester next week, I'm sure he would say. <laughs> Let's put it this way: if he signs for Leicester next week, I, I, I'm sorry, but I will be that disappointed in Brendan Rodgers and and the the, the transfer policy and everything like that. Because for me, he does not rectify the hundred million pound price tag that he's put on his head. But there we so go. How, how long have you? Uh, how long have you been a fan of Harry Kane, then, Scott? Um, <laughs> Maisie, moving on to you. I mean, I gave it at eight out of ten for England. What would you give it? The absolute same, to be honest. Eight out of ten for me. Um, the only reason why I won't give a nine because there was um, times where we've been a little bit sloppy, uh, where we needed to tweak in terms of the passing. Um, but overall, I you would don't give want to it be sloppy, do you, Maisie? No. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, God, when that laugh goes, that's the end of it. Overall, I'd give him a very strong gate anyway. Reese, no sloppiness oh. from you, please. More, oh. maybe more. What was? I and I know, it, it, and I'm going to come. I should have come to you last, but go on as the as the uh, Scotland last German Italian fan. That's all right. You can leave me till last. You can put Ed Sheeran before me. That's all right. I'll go on then. We'll get, we'll jump to Ed then, and we'll come to the neutral neutral at the end. Yeah, we'll come to the Italian Elton John after Ed. 
Uh, but at least I'm better looking. Uh, well, I guess I, that's I can't why argue, they call I can't it the argue with that. Yeah, Scotland's exactly. Theme song, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'd say it same as you, Chris. Uh, I think I think you can't look any further. You can't go any higher than an eight, really, with the way. But like, you know, the points Maisie said. To be fair, um, you know, we've had we've had many a blunder every now and again. You know, Sterling's, you know, short back pass. Um, that yeah. nearly let Muller in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, K- Kane not perf- not performing as Scott said. You know, Kane out and all that jazz. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you know why he's not performing though. There's too many outside newspaper interference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, I would, so I would, eight, I would, eight, I would deliberately, I would deliberately yeah. be shooting blanks as well. <laughs> so, don't start on that. Let's not. We're not going down that road. Yeah. We're not going down that road at all. You're just giving um, that more for Chris there, Reese. <laughs> anyway, the for first times is enough. <laughs> but uh, so as as a neutral, then um, mm-hmm. I say neutral. You 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 say third time you got the team that beat us. But as a neutral, looking at England's overall, I mean, we, we're saying a. Hey, I mean, let's not forget. It wasn't so long ago when we didn't get out of the group stage at the World Cup when we could only get a draw with Costa Rica. I know you could say we only got a draw with Scotland this time and it's pretty similar, but, you know, <laughs> let's, let's um, you know, <laughs> what overall, Scott, uh, uh, sorry, overall, Reese, what, what do you think is a neutral of England's performance? Right. Um, get comfy, guys. Go get a brew. It could be a long one. <laughs> you know what? I, f- I, I used think... to say to my wife. <laughs> I, I suppose you played the short straw then. Um, uh, you know, you know <laughs> what? In all fairness, I think I think you said I think you said have a solid tournament. I think there were some players that definitely showed inter- capability playing at a nas- international level. Yeah. But there's still some doubts over where this team's actually going because. Even though you got to lose in finals, this is probably like probably the best you're going to get. I actually don't. I don't know if you're actually going to go any further because I think he's play. I think he's played the game a bit too safe. There's no risk in if you want to succeed in international football. At times, you have to take risks. I think this England team are extremely safe, and I don't think that's a. I know it's good to be cautious in certain games, but all, like at times, you have to take a risk if you want to succeed and last night I didn't see any of that to suggest these are going to win you scored in the first two minutes and I'll admit that was a brilliant start of play I thought that was brilliant but other than that you took your foot off it Italy Italy were just happy to let you have the ball like for the first half first half Italy were like we'll just let them have the ball doesn't they bother us second half as soon as they grew into the game these were done for that was yeah. it. Yeah, because I, I said I said same Maurice. I said that we needed to play like Spain. We needed mm-hmm. to change it up every now and again. Pump Absolutely. that long ball forward. You know, Definitely. it worked for Spain. The, you know, um Morata scored off a long ball. Mm-hmm. Play you know, England, who's play to say that, their own game? That's what you should do. Yeah, play exactly. Italy, what they do best. Yeah. That's that, that's the best way to beat their talents. You you stifle them with their own style that they're renowned they're renowned for, so go for it. But there's but there's there's been some solid performances in there. Some teams some players in there, perhaps like I don't know if you'll see it the next tournament. Um, there's two players in that England team for me are absolutely garbage. I don't need to mention Harry Kane; he's already been mentioned. But the other two I'm going to say is Phil Foden and Mason Mount. 
they're both overhyped. They're, they're bo- they were both pathetic in games. They didn't do enough for me to capitalise it. Phil Foden, next time, if you want to play football, don't turn up like Elliot DeGeneres. Turn up like a footballer. Mason Mount, he did not live up to his potential from the Champions League final as well. He didn't keep that performance he's in the tournament. I think he was a bit lacklustre in games. But no, I think there's no. some solid performances. There's some players that definitely caught me off guard. Um, so what, what are you going to give us then out of 10 for the whole performance? Overall? Yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't think I can go any lower than an eight. But if I want to be nice and say a seven point five, that's okay. But no, I'll um, take that from a Scots fan. I will take that all day long. I don't think throughout that game. I think throughout that game, you only had you only had two shots. You only had two shots on target yeah. compared to at least yeah. nineteen yeah. shots, six on target. Yeah. There was only one clear winner, in my opinion. And to be fair, the game. I seen a tweet yesterday that summed up. If I know it was a tweet this morning. I saw that summed up that game perfectly. England didn't lose the game on penalties. They lost the game in 90 minutes. Mm. And I actually we think that's spot on. Yeah. We should have that won first it. half, if we'd have put two goals to him, mm-hmm. Italy would have been... Mancini's never yeah. conceded two as well, by the way, as, in, as Italy manager. He's never conceded yeah. more than a goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, 2-0, I think, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's our trophy. But, right, let's just quickly go around and we'll say our goodbyes and what have you. But I'm going to ask you as we go, one question to take you out. So, Scott... Thanks for joining us again, mate, as always. Uh, and look for your connection problems. Um, give us your England player of the tournament before you go. I know it's not going to be Kane. You know, I, I kind of have a <laughs> you know, of water about that. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, for me, I think it's got to be Calvin Phillips. Mm. Right. He has... And again, would he have got a chance under another England manager? Because he's like, no disrespect, only playing for Leeds. You know, would uh, would Capellos and all of those um, and uh, um, uh, have chosen Stephen? Good evening, just joining us as we're about to go. But thanks for popping in. Uh, he wants to a shit club. Remember, that's why Phillips got in the team. Say played that again, sorry, mate. Remember, Gareth Southgate played for a shit club as a pro. That's why Calvin Phillips is in the team. He appreciates shit clubs. We 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 love you, Middlesbrough. If you uh, if you watch and Villa, I don't. <laughs> Scott, thanks very much, mate. All the best, Cheers, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Cheers. Right, let let let's uh, let's get rid of the Scots fan next. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I'll be winding. I'll be winding up a particular human being later on because I found I found a video that. I sent the other day and they didn't like it, so I'm going to do the exact same later. So, <laughs> hey, hey, we we take we hey, we give enough out to Scotland and Wales. Thankfully, the Scots fans can take it. Not sure about the I, Welsh fans. I, I know. As one we Welsh say, fan. Chris, there is a, this. There's a difference between success and failure. Adrian's wall. Yeah. Uh, you talk you talk about this, but this wasn't a success for you either. Just remember that. And there's degrees of success, isn't there? I think you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's getting to a final, and then there's not beating Scotland. They, they, hey, more, there's drawing every game. There's drawing every game would. in a tournament. I think yeah, you drew every game in a tournament once and still didn't qualify. Yeah, we're proud of that. Yeah, we turn up. <laughs> we turn. We turn up. We get pushed. We are that's, good. That's the, that's the highlight of their international history there, Dan, you know. Like I say, we couldn't get past Costa Rica, so we kind of put it in the same basket. To be fair, you can never you can never fault 
a Scotland fan or Scotland fans in a stadium because there's always a good atmosphere. They are indeed uh, scary, I accept, but no, they do a, a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. Not We're not that scary. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to a bloody Celtic Rangers derby. Anyway, oh, that's, quick that, that's three, Give us, yeah, give us your man of the tournament or English player of the tournament. I should say, sorry. Um, I think when I last spoke to you, I believe I said Calvin Phillips. Um, just for the way he's played in that midfield, I think he's been absolutely standing. Yeah. But I can't choose between one. I'm I'm going to have to split it down 50-50. I'm going to have to say Luke Shaw and Calvin Phillips. I thought they were both fantastic. But I will say this, though. Calvin Phillips, the whole tournament's been better than Declan Rice. But last night, Declan Rice was by far your best player. Yeah. Yeah. It... I'll take I'll say I'll take I'll take that coming from Scott San Reese. Thank you very much. Uh good luck with your presenting. Get shout shout out for your Twitch because I know you've not got uh, a YouTube channel. So give give us a give us a Twitch. Well, I, technically, I technically do, I just don't I just don't use my YouTube channel, but I really I really should. But I, I'm actually going to be streaming in about 15 minutes. Um but my my Twitch channel is Reese underscore lightning nineteen ninety seven. And in terms of YouTube, you can find me on the the, the World of Football podcast, which is on the Dugout Football channel, who was in here earlier on tonight, Big Up Doug. And you can also find me on the weekly Armchair Sports Talk, where I will be hosting a few pods myself. First one, I think, is Thursday, so fucking bring it on. Oh, we're going to come on there and give you some grief. <laughs> hey, Reese, can I just ask you one thing? I just got one bit of advice for your Twitch. You should have that as your little like, tagline underneath your name. What? Like, stream, streaming and steaming. I like that actually. <laughs> Good luck tonight, Reese. I'll let you go if you're on in 15 minutes. All the best. Thanks, Thanks for coming Thanks on. Thanks, Reese. You later, folks. Cheers. Bye bye. And we still got further than them, didn't we, Maisie? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, um, exactly. Has uh, Maisie gone? No, she's there, I think. I'm still here. You're still here. Uh, you've just gone very, very, very quiet. So, um, Maisie. Uh, no, I'm still here. You're still <laughs> Sorry, just, I'm not saying anything now. I'm going to get myself into trouble. Maisie, you're England player of the tournament. Jordan Pickford for me. Um, really? Pickford. Like, when you look at that. Like him and uh, for Everton, he's honestly so terrible, but he's honestly really, uh, really shown out as a player, and he's really shown why he should be number one goalkeeper for England. Um, five, out of seven games, five clean sheets is absolutely incredible. Um, I honest, honestly, I was even skeptical about Jordan Pickford, thinking right, Dean Anderson should be there. Um, even Sandstone, he should be the f number one goalkeeper over Pickford, and he proved me wrong. They say what he done, apart from obvious, uh, apart from obviously that uh, goal, what we conceded. He made some amazing um, saves. Yeah. He made some amazing saves all, all of the tournament, and he should be really proud of himself. Sometimes players can play better for the country than they do for the clubs, can't they? It's uh, it's weird, but. Um... It, it just and of course he's oh, got different. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but he's also got different players in front of him. Maisie, thanks so much for coming on today. As always, um, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, give a shout out to your Twitter, get people following you. <laughs> it is at two underscores <laughs> MUFC Maze. I love. I I will put these in the, in the description afterwards. But remember, two underscores because it only looks like one. It took me ages, didn't it? But uh, Maisie, we don't nearly need to know how to follow you. We just because <laughs> of... you don't understand technology. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we just follow the smell. You know. <laughs> 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 She takes the, the, the takes the stick. Well done, Maisie. Now, thanks seriously. Thanks for coming on as always, Maisie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take thanks. care. Cheers, Maisie. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Maisie. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye. Cheers for that, Scott. Uh, yeah, please subscribe. Yeah, two underscores, Reese. That does make me laugh. And, and we are left. We are left with Lady Gaga. So, Ed. Hey. <laughs> Do uh, do give us a shout out uh, for your channels, of which I'm on on Wednesday, six o'clock. Yeah, so we're we'll having the same conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing a match review on Wednesday. Uh, I think I'm just going to look into it a bit more. I may even watch the game back. I don't know why I'm going to put myself through it, but I may do. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I've I've had enough drama in my life watching Burnley, so it can't be bad watching the final uh, final <laughs> defeat, can it? We no, got to the um, final, though. This is exactly, it. I know, exactly. I know Reese was saying there, well, we didn't win anything. No, we didn't. But I tell you what, France would have swapped places with us. Denmark would have swapped places. Spain would have swapped places. Germany would have swapped places. <coughs> so I'm sorry, you know. It, Brad's it, in the comments like, don't forget North Macedonia. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. He's on holiday, thankfully. He's on holiday, so we can't bring him in. But um, yeah, it, it's we got to the final. Let's just rejoice in that. And let's. I know Gareth said he felt like his stomach had been ripped out, but you know we've got to be proud of the lads. Let's kick all this hatred out of football and let's be proud of what we've done. Like I say, the last three tournaments: fourth, third, and second. That ain't bad going. Not at all. Not at all. We just need to grow with momentum, grow into that. Even taking another final again, as I said, I, unfortunately, I predicted it. I predicted it before the tournament. As I said that we get to the final and lose. So you can blame me if you want. Oh, we but... will. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I couldn't see it. I always thought we'd go one better than the semis. But I just thought that we'd sort of falter at the final, final hurdle and I think it was one of those where we sort of played the occasion and not the game. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for that, Reese. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, Dan, I'm trying to say that. Like, what do I call you? Gaga, Ed, Dan, <laughs> Josh. Um, <laughs> Dan, give a shout out to your, uh, to your channel, sir. So, yeah, we are at Turfmore House, which uh, it follows on from my last name. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a couple of a couple of other podcast channels. Uh, I do need to actually start getting more involved with them because ones that I have recorded, I haven't took off and uploaded them yet. So I will get round to that if anybody does fancy a listen. Please head over there, show some love, like and subscribe. It means a lot. So thank you very much. And I think maybe next time we should have you and Kate on at the same time. She could be the Alex Scott of um, of the of, of, <laughs> of your channel. 
Or, or, or maybe the Ruth and Eamon. You could be the, the new Ruth and Eamon. <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be something. That'd be something. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Kate. And thanks to uh, Ed there. I want to stop this. Say it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long one. Thanks very much, uh, Dan. I uh, will see you on Wednesday on your channel. Tune in, um, Turf Morehouse TV. Wednesday, 6 o'clock, you get to see more of me and Dan bantering and uh, putting the world to right and uh, and the football world as well. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. No worries. Just a quick, just one thing to say, Chris. Harry yes. Maguire would have been my player of the tournament. I apologise, sir. I apologise very much. And to be fair, it was a good shout, that. Um, I, had to, I, had I just wanted to be that. different to everybody else, but I think that there's, yeah. uh, there's a, there is a shout for everybody in that England squad to get to a final. Yes. I think a lot of people would have gone for. I thought a lot somebody would have mentioned Sterling, um, but yeah, I'm going to go for Maguire just because I thought you may go for Sterling. Well, to be totally honest with you, um, I would have done. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> although last night wasn't his best, but no, overall, I probably would have gone for Sterling. But like you say. Yeah, there's a lot there that we could have uh, could have uh, picked on, mate. Thanks very Definitely. much. No, thanks very you, much. See you on Thursday, on Wednesday, and then I'll see you on you Monday when you'll be back on here doing the old quiz. I will. Looking yes. forward to it. Yeah. Do you remember? If you've got ten questions on Burnley, you got five on the Premier League, and you got five on Leicester City. What do you know about Leicester? Cheese, Gary Lineker, Walker's crisps. Um, stadiums yeah. at middle at centre. It's yeah. Apart from yeah. that, I and you? Give you, three, you got three <laughs> points there. That, that's it, mate. <laughs> see you on Wednesday. Thanks so much. All the best. Later, Cheers. Take care. Cheers for having me on, mate. Cheers for this. Thanks to Dan for coming on there. Always a laugh. Always a pleasure to have him on. Like I say, Turf Morehouse TV Wednesday six o'clock. Uh, you'll you'll get you'll get me back on there, and and of course it'll have. Um, uh, the roof to his Eamon, he'll have Kate on as well, which is always a, always a pleasure to see. She always has my sympathy. Um, and as Scott, as Scott said here as well, one one that he forgot, of course, pork pie. Melton Mowbray pork pies. How can you forget that, eh? I don't know. what. Anyway. Oh, and then you've got Everard's beer. Oh, it's all coming. It's all coming back to me now. More house beer. Nah, northern rubbish. Everard's. It's good stuff. Makes the best shandies. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Hey, talking of the quiz, this will be something that we're going to be starting on Thursday and running through. Have a look at this. It's the Big Fat Football Quiz with Lesser Die Die TV. So you think you know your football? Well, let's see. Yes, indeed. Starting on Thursday with a Leicester fan, he's going to start uh, set the uh, set the bar. Hopefully, very very high, and he will be um, answering the questions on obviously Leicester, and then there'll be a few on obviously there'll be the Premier League questions, and there'll be uh, away questions for him as well. And then we've got the say Dan very kindly coming on on the Monday doing Burnley. We've got a Spurs fan. He <laughs> that'll be this. We'll make sure we're giving really good hard ones. And we've got Man United and Liverpool. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Thanks for joining us, guys. Back tomorrow, five o'clock, with this guy. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. 
of the Foxes. Indeed. And the last time, it's the end of the Euros. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock for Alan Smith. And then we'll see you at 7 o'clock when we pick the five best goal, uh, Leicester City goalkeepers of all time. Yours going to be in there. You've got to tune in and see. Bye, guys. It's the Euros 2020 with Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. doesn't have to stop here if you have any questions suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.